Hi everyone and welcome to this week's Monday Memo. Some of our listeners and as well as other finance professionals, you know, when we've been involved in long-term relationships, might actually appreciate the point I'm trying to share in this week's episode around when it comes to breakups. There's that often cliched saying, of, it's not you, it's me. And when this happens within our organizations, with decision makers and we're trying to influence them, you know, this is also partly the reasons why uh, we end up not being perhaps as successful having long-term relationships with people and we'll end up with broken hearts because of it. And you know, when we're in that arena trying to influence decision makers in our own way, in our own style, and we haven't uh, taken into account their own preferred approach, then uh, you know, that's one of the main reasons why we're not going to be successful at influencing. I mean, how many times have you heard or been provided with feedback that says you're, um, you're giving me too high level, it's not enough in the detail? Um, when we're providing information on, say, revenue or margin or performance of year-over-year plan. And some decision makers prefer to have less detail at a more high level, you know. So let's say you might have given a commentary with a recommendation that needs to be acted upon immediately and you've been told by the executive, I'd like to consider more options and have more time to make my mind up and you're getting frustrated and impatient because a decision needs to be made quickly. Again, we've not really taken in their preferred approach in mind and we've been using our own preferred approach and there's a second reason as well outside of whose approach to prefer is uh, some research studies that actually suggest happiness in marriage for instance declines around the seven year mark as well as any situation such as a full-time job or buying a house uh, we seem to have a discrete decrease in happiness and satisfaction uh, over longer periods of time typically around seven years and why is this? Because some human beings, uh, you know, typically will change over time. And if you think about it, uh, any good relationships um, over time, the needs, the wants, personalities will also tend to change. And if we don't grow together, um, hearts will get broken. So whether in personal or in the workplace and those relationships, if we wish to maintain them, uh, on a mutually beneficial, we're going to have to look at how we can evolve. And that is also the same for decision-making styles. Uh, research by Brousseau and others in 2006 and reported in the Harvard Business Review, they looked into more than 120,000 people to identify their decision-making qualities and behaviours associated with executive success. And they used their salaries as that determinant of success and they found actually that the best paid leaders had to evolve their preferred decision-making style over time. And this actually followed a very predictable pattern as they progressed from team leader to the senior manager, uh, director, vice president and senior executive levels. And this is a very important point for us finance professionals because if we've worked with a previous team leader and we go on to work with someone at a higher level or the same team leader at a higher level, we're going to have to adapt our approach if we're going to be successful at influencing them. And uh, the good news is for us is that this evolution for the most success successful executives tends to follow a predictable pattern and therefore allows us to adapt our approach. And that's why I share the following model. 
because it helps us know how to adapt. And as finance professionals, once we identified that appropriate decision-making style for that decision-maker, we then know how to adjust our approach so we can better influence them. So let's say that leader is a decisive type. Um, they want reports that monitor their ongoing operations, suggested responses to variances versus plan, and they also appreciate help in preparing reports and detailed communications for their own superiors. So this style would be most successful as supporting team leaders or managers. Then you've got the sort of steady leader decision-making style. And they like, again, monitoring, but they want help coordinating their operations across multiple areas, across the whole value chain. So they like benchmarking indicators or multiple indicators and also allows them to provide that practical ideas to their superiors. So this is a very successful style, particularly when supporting managers or directors. Then you've got the adaptable leaders and they like analysis on current operations and advice on future possibilities that have um, been garnered from interactions across many areas of the business or cross-functional teams across the value chain to generate uh, options for them uh, in order to make the best decisions. So you might typically see this play out at director and VP level. And then the final decision-making style is integrative. And these are leaders who want uh, support on developing strategic vision. They typically benefit from not only cross-functional perspectives, but like those from inside and outside of their organization as well, uh, to ensure it's all joined up end to end and that they very much like scenario or three-way modeling. So you'd imagine this is most successful when it's applied for senior executives and president level. And that's why we bring guest mentors onto the Strength in the Numbers show is to really to deconstruct and share with you their stories and hard-won lessons on how they've practically evolved and figured out how to identify and adapt these different decision to these different decision-making styles uh, so that you can too, uh, which will ultimately help you learn how to leverage your strengths in the numbers faster uh, so you can have a more fun, uh, successful and rewarding career in accounting and finance. So, I mean, what do you think? Is adapting your approach important or uh, can we get away with how we've always been influencing decision-makers and not have to evolve? So, we'd love to hear your thoughts and comments in this post so please leave them and if you enjoyed this episode please share it with your friends and colleagues it's a, a useful model and it might really help them know how to adapt what they're doing their great insights to better influence decision makers so until next week take care of yourselves and let's keep on building our strength in the numbers